Wild one between the Bucks and the Celtics, and the East is getting a little tight. We'll talk about the top of the East and where that might go. Plus, we're going to try and find a home for Russell Westbrook. I think he should grab his passport, personally. And Anthony Davis deletes his Instagram. <gasps> Does that mean anything? We're going to play real or fake with that right now on the Locked On NBA Podcast. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yeah, baby. Last Wednesday before the All-Star break, and we are getting ready. One, two, three, Cancun right here in the Locked On NBA Podcast. We still got a whole half hour for you before we get to that. On Wednesdays, we're your regular hosts. I'm John Corrales, host of the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Find me on Twitter at John underscore Corrales. And I'm Jake Madison, host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Nola Jake. John, you might be getting ready for Cancun or Vegas, right? I'm getting oh, ready for yeah. Mardi Gras. Won't be oh. here with y'all next week because of that. Man, that's going to be great. That's going to oh, man. You know, I still have not done Mardi Gras. As much as I love New Orleans, I have not done Mardi Gras. I should have done that this year. It's perfectly timed over the All-Star Yeah, race. it's like as good as it gets. I don't need to conflict with any games. I'm not missing anything. All y'all enjoy the All-Star game. I'll be on Bourbon Street. Yep. I'm in the other party town in Vegas for uh, for the All-Star break, taking, a, taking, taking in the festivities from a place where you can actually get a drink without, you know, a note from your parents. So uh, today's show, by the way, brought to you by Prize picks, prize picks for uh, first-time users can get a hundred percent instant deposit match up to a hundred dollars with the promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Hey, by the way, subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcast, whichever uh, app you decide to use. This show is on it. It's also on YouTube. Hop onto the YouTube page, get into the comments, discuss what we're talking about, rip us apart, agree with us, whatever you want to do. It's over there in the YouTube page. We've got thick skin. We can handle it. Uh, later on, Anthony Davis is going to give us our fodder for real or fake. He, uh, his, his, uh, you know, the instant, when you delete your Instagram, Oh my means God, something, right? Oh, the kids, that's, that's a big deal nowadays with the deleting social medias and all of that. So that's got to mean something. Plus, you know, he's been moping around a lot lately, so I don't know. Uh, Russell Westbrook, second segment, we're going to find him a home, uh, but let's start here with the, the Eastern conference where. The team I cover, the Boston Celtics, oh, God, what a valiant effort they put up to get into overtime against the Milwaukee Bucks. They lost 131 to 125, but, Jake, no Jason Tatum, no Jalen Brown, no Marcus Smart, no Al Horford, four of their five starters, and their fifth starter, Robert Williams, weirdly only played, like, 15 minutes in this game. I don't know what Joe Mazzulla was thinking there, but the rest of the guys, Derek White, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Malcolm Brogdon, the rest of the guys put up a great, great, great effort. A little bit of a slip up late, late in the game, literally. Uh, Joe Mazzulla didn't call a timeout at the end of overtime where he could have maybe set something up to get a game-winning or game-tying shot for a second overtime. But overall, the Celtics, great effort here, but they lose, and the Milwaukee Bucks half came out in the East. This is going to be interesting here. Yeah, this game, as I was watching it, and look, it shouldn't have gone to overtime. It took a miraculous Hauser shot to to send it to that in the first sure. place over really good defense by Chris Middleton, too, by the way. Um, this game kind of made me like side-eye the Bucks a little bit. You had 96 combined points from Giannis. 
uh, Drew and Chris Middleton, and you it, it takes going to overtime to have that against you know four starters out for the Boston Celtics. That one kind of makes me look could and wonder could the East be a little bit more open than we were thinking originally? You look at some of those top teams, right? They're pretty good. If you go to the fourth seed in Cleveland, who's been like smoking folks recently, they would be the two seed in the West. Like there's some really talented teams there and someone's going to get sent home early and it's going to almost be disappointing, I think. The 4-5 game, before the Brooklyn Nets imploded, the 4-5 game was going to be the most, the the cruelest matchup Yeah, because somebody's season was going to end after that and that was going to be terrible. But you still have the possibility of a real rough one there because Miami is going to climb up to that, probably the fifth seed, I would assume. And that will still make things a a little bit tough for that team. But one of these teams is likely still to lose in the second round. So Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, Cleveland, if that's the consensus top four. Now, I personally, I have Boston, Milwaukee, Philly in their own class. And Cleveland just a step below, only because I, I feel like I want them to prove it a little bit more to me. I feel like I want them. There's still young talent. There's extraordinary talent there. I'm not questioning their talent. I think they definitely have the ability to do it. But with the the youth there and their lack of playoff experience, I still wonder if they're going to be able to make a deep run against Celtics who have been to the finals, Milwaukee, who has won a championship Philly with battle tested guys, even though they're probably the most untrustworthy of the top three. I still think that they have uh, an edge over, over the, the Cavaliers. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I'm starting to really buy into this Cavs team. They've won seven straight. And if you look at the beginning of that winning streak, they they were beating teams by 15 or more in every single game. Granted, some of those teams were not particularly good. I will give them that. But I don't know. With their length, they're just a really unique and tough Mm -hmm. matchup. You've got Jared Allen down low. You've got Evan Mobley, who looks fantastic for him. And then you add in a guy like Donovan Mitchell when you need that go-to bucket getter, a dude that's been doing it all season that's done it before. That's kind of the recipe of a team I think that might shock some some folks and is a team that maybe gets hot towards the end of the year. And they might be the fourth seed, but they're kind of peaking at the right time. Having just seen them firsthand, it it might be a little bit of recency bias there too. Maybe I'm a little bit burned from them, but I actually think they're a really, really good team. And I'm really looking forward to the Eastern conference playoffs. It's going to be interesting too, to see like what Toronto does and where they climb in the seedings too, with Jakob Pertle, who missed only two shots. He was like 15 of 17 (laughs) in this game, kind of being exactly what they needed. I thought, and is that going to create a tougher matchup? Like if the Bucks go up against that, that Toronto team that's maybe playing significantly better at the end of the year than they were in the beginning, how's that first round series going to potentially look if the Bucks struggle to put away a like Celtics team that's not really playing any of the big name guys? Yeah, I mean, I will give I will give the Bucks a little benefit of the doubt. It, there's it's not uncommon to have a little bit of a letdown. Sure. You're looking across the 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 court and you're like there's there's two all-stars on that team that you don't you don't have. Yeah, Al Horford's sitting there in, in street clothes. Two the other three guys didn't even make the trip. So you you probably feel like you can relax a little bit and you play a little step slow. It didn't look like they were playing with poor effort, but they had poor focus. 
And I feel like that that focus will probably be there uh, in the playoffs when, when you know in two days you're not going on vacation. In two days you're playing game two. So uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to hold this performance against the Bucks too much. Although I'm more concerned that Giannis with the knee, like he, he had his dominant moments, but he, he wasn't, it wasn't MVP Giannis in this game. Holiday is, is why they won this game. Holiday. Yeah. He was fantastic. He was great. And he made a couple, he made a clutch steal late in that overtime and hit a three late in that overtime. He was bombing away. If he didn't have an outlier game, they would have absolutely lost to the Celtics. So, um, it's they're 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 vulnerable for sure, especially if Giannis isn't a hundred percent, and if Middleton isn't a hundred percent. And I think what we saw in this game that really does translate: if Brooke Lopez is in foul trouble and doesn't, play, yeah, that's a great way to look that, at it. That's where they really really struggle. He had the two early fouls, and the Celtics were able to get to the rim. If he he's, we talk about the Bucks a lot, and talk about these other guys. Brooke is such a the the key to that entire defense. Um, what do you think about Philly? Yeah, Philly. Yeah, that's the other one. Look at that. That's that's <laughs> chemistry, man. It's team chemistry. Uh, quickly about Philly, I I don't trust them. I just don't trust Philly. That's that's my biggest problem with with the Philadelphia 76ers. They they um, I don't trust Doc Rivers. Uh, no, to make not at all. I don't trust uh, in the in when it counts. I don't trust Harden and Embiid to do the things that they need to do to make their other teammates better. Uh, even though Harden is a big assist guy, I, I just don't see, I, I see those two not, not just the dial isn't quite to uh, as unselfish as it needs to be. So I, I just don't trust Philadelphia. They're capable. They're absolutely capable, but I don't trust them. No, I think that's the best way to do it, describe it, right? Like, I, prove it. It's kind of like what you think on the Cavaliers too, right? Like, prove it to me, sure. and then I'll I'll buy into you. And they just haven't done that yet. You know, they're kind of constantly churning through some guys, trying to kind of find the magic that's going to work around Joel Embiid. They haven't really found it yet. They've had also some heartbreaking series too, I think. But I don't know. Some just compared to some of those other teams. Like, I like the Cavs better than them. I like Boston better than them. I like Milwaukee better than them. I still like the, the Celtics. Obviously, I'm the Celtics guy, but I think the addition of Mike Mascala is is going to be an underrated big big thing, and especially against the Cavaliers. I've been saying this a lot since they've acquired Mascala. You can throw a lineup out there against the Cavs and say, you know what? Mascala and Al Horford, you're both on the floor with Tatum and Brown and Marcus Smart or Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon. Throw those five guys out there, and you want to you just suck in and protect the rim? Fine. You've got Al Horford, who's one of the deadliest corner three-point shooters this season, and Mike Mascala, who's come in banging away from three. You, you, you have to pay attention to those guys, yet they have the size on the other end to kind of maybe make that bit of a difference. So I think the Celtics, with their addition, can, can get past some of this other competition. I think the Jake Crowder addition helps the Milwaukee Bucks, um, and it takes away that matchup hunting against Grayson Allen that, that, that you've seen. So I still think the Bucks and the Celtics are the two top teams, and, and that's going to be who the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be. We'll find out. I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Like If that happens, it's like, yep, that's about right. Sure. All right, let's uh, talk about Russell Westbrook. Jake, you want to find a home for Russell Westbrook. He's going to need one. He's going to need one uh, at some point here. 
We'll talk about that next. First, today's show brought to you by Prize Picks Daily Fantasy made easy, super fun. I've been at the Boston Garden uh, covering the Celtics, and I've had people come up to me saying, "Hey, thank you for turning me on to Prize Picks because it's fun. It's not them competing against other people with." you know, uh, high tech equipment and, and powerful computing, uh, you know, algorithms and all that crazy stuff that, that's, that swings other daily fantasy into somebody else's favor. It's you versus the projections. You want to go over the projections or under the projections, whatever it is, it's just you. You pick two to six players. If they score more or less, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. That's it. And it's projections on any sport you watch. And when I say any, I literally mean any, all the major pro sports, all the college sports, you get into MMA, boxing, you can get into disc golf. They literally have disc golf up there, Euro basketball, cricket. So if you're an international listener or watcher, you got stuff that maybe you like that we don't normally watch in America. It's all right there. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. So if you started, when I started talking about prize picks, you'd be done by now. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational over 30 states and Canada. So download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com and sign up to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. So if you deposit 100, Prize Picks gives you 100. If you deposit 50, Prize Picks gives you 50. Don't forget the promo code locked on. It's super important. Sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Want to thank you for making Lockdown NBA your first listen every day. Also on this feed Another great podcast. It's called Game to Game NBA. After the game, everybody records like a minute or so recap of their game and sends it in. It's all put together in one podcast. Boom. There you go. You've got the whole night covered. So you get that in-depth stuff from the games. And then we unlocked on NBA, talk about the bigger picture stuff. So get that wherever you get your podcast as well. Jake, one of the bigger picture things is the buyout market. The guys did a great job on yesterday's show talking about the buyout market. I think Tony and um, Matt Moore had everything covered pretty well, but there's a big name out there, man, Russell Westbrook. Now, here's the here's my question, Jake. Where is Russell Westbrook going to go? Is he is he going to play in Utah? He's not playing in Utah. He's not sticking it, around there. It doesn't make any sense, right? Like no. they they want to tank. They want to kind of blow it up. I think they don't want to be in the postseason and they're kind of moving on from that. So like maybe he helps you do that depending on how you view him, but it seems like he's not going to be there and they're just going to go with other, other guys here. Yeah. He's going to find a spot somewhere. We've heard some reported interest for the Chicago bulls, which seems like kind of like a desperate maneuver given no Lonzo ball. I, I do think there are some other fits for him out there though. You seem like you disagree. I, where, where, I, where's Russell Westbrook's next home? <laughs> uh, I, the Beijing Ducks. Uh, <laughs> or, uh, the, the Beijing Royal Fighters. He can go play for Stefan Marbury, who is the head coach of the Beijing Royal Fighters. Obviously, he's going to find a home in the NBA, but I don't think he should. I just don't think he should. We just watched him with the Lakers. I don't understand. How a player like Paul George or somebody that can watch what happened in Los Angeles and say, you know what? I want that. I want that on my team. I want what you just gave that other team. The Lakers 
are desperate to be good. They're desperate to be good enough in the playoff hunt to maybe make a late run and win a championship. No team in the league is quite as desperate when you have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and you're trying to cobble things together. And LeBron is any one of these seasons can be LeBron's last great season. You just don't know. We can say he's probably going to be good next year. You just don't know what he's going to be from season to season anymore. If the Lakers can't make Russell Westbrook work at home with LeBron, with Anthony Davis, with the coach that's willing to work with him, with all of that stuff, where is he going to work? Who is he actually going to help? Nobody. I got I got some names for you, man. I got some teams we can look at here. So, Ed. look, he wasn't the whole problem in L.A., right? Like, let's be clear on that. The reason that whole thing failed was not only due to Russell Westbrook, and there was a whole no. lot of other stuff going on there. Only due to Westbrook. No. For, for coming off the bench this, this season, for the most part, right? 49 games off the bench, 16 points, six rebounds, almost eight assists, seven and a half assists are like pretty decent numbers. Sure. So some team could use that, you know, it, for a couple of teams that I have on this list, and I'll throw some out at you and let's see what you think. Look, they're desperate teams, right? Like this is kind mm -hmm. of like the break glass in case of emergency. And let's see if Russell Westbrook on the buyout market really works for us. The Chicago Bulls not having Lonzo Ball all year really being disappointing. Like you got really nothing to lose there. Worst case oh, is he makes sure. you bad and that's what they should have been doing the whole time. The Washington Wizards that are kind of fighting for a play-in tournament spot, maybe where Westbrook was pretty good a couple of years ago maybe yeah, that makes that. a little bit of sense to give them that. kind of some scoring but you know you're looking at ninth and 10th and 11th seeds here mm -hmm. i think if you want to get a little crazy what about a team like the minnesota yeah. timberwolves i don't think mike conley is going to be kind of, you kind of talk desperate right like aren't they needing to do something and look it's not mike conley that's going to be the answer there so i think that's a team that could I look like at it conley there i like conley you like Conley enough there. I don't, you know, okay, fine. You like Conley there. Let's remove them. They're a little desperate. You know, it's also with him, it's like a a one-season thing. And it's for teams that, like, just got to do something. You know, I think the Pelicans, I just literally recorded a whole episode about this, partially to kind of, like, rile up the Locked On Pelicans listeners. But you need some scoring off the bench. Uh -huh. It's a guy that makes a little bit of sense. You can't play him with your starters. You can't have him close games, right? You could not play Zion Williamson and Russell Westbrook together. But if you keep them separate, I don't know, maybe there's something there. Or maybe even a team like the Sacramento Kings who didn't really do much at the trade deadline if they wanted to try and, like, bolster things. They're, they're all all offense and no defense. So, I don't know. Maybe? Yeah. Okay. So, um, I Sacramento, let's work our way down. Sacramento, okay. I don't, I don't want to ruin the vibes in Sacramento. The, the, the vibes are immaculate. They're lighting beams. They're having a good That's time fair. over there. I'm not, I'm not putting Russell Westbrook in that locker room. I'm just not. Um, and and look, I'm not. This is nothing personal against Russell Westbrook. He, by all accounts, he's a nice guy. All you know, I just saw a thing. He's not like, a, he's not a locker room trouble like they tried to make him out to be after that trade. Yeah, I'm like, you know, he's he's perennially like the. Even the the locker room attendants, the, the yeah. people who deal with those players, they perennially say like Westbrook is one of the nicest guys to them. So this isn't like oh he's a, a jerk or anything like that. But also 
he he does command something in a locker room. Sure. And I just don't want to put that – there is volatility attached to Russell Westbrook. It's just It just comes he, – he has an energy, a volatile energy. So That's fair. Too much, too much for the Kings. I'm out on the Kings. You need some place that and, – and I thought the Lakers was, was probably going to be something that if anybody could make it work, you get that strong personality, somebody that can like, I relate to you. I get it. So it has to be somebody that can that that understands him. So Phoenix with Kevin Durant, are they going to need somebody to back back them up? Like, who, I that that's a, that's a place where you've got Chris Paul, you've got Booker, you've got KD. Th- those are guys that can kind of like team up and say, "Hey, yeah. this, is, this is what we need you to do. Come on, man, just roll with us." And and they can kind of talk to him on his level. And maybe he'll listen to them on his level. I'm not putting him with a young team. I'm not putting him with a a Cleveland. I'm not putting him no. in, in a situation where his personality is permeating anything. So Clippers, fine. If they want sure. the Clippers, you want to stay, you want to stay in LA, stay with the Clippers. Obviously, he still has NBA level talent. So the reason I was joking before about China is because I just don't believe that his NBA-level talent is going to give any team what it needs. Because, look, I just watched – the, the Lakers just came to, the, to Boston not too long ago, and the entire Boston defense was geared towards, yeah, go ahead, shoot. Go ahead, shoot. Yeah, that's, that's you what you let him do. Just, just sag off, do. try and let him take his threes where you're shooting under 30%. I mean, that's a big problem for any playoff contender, right, is the lack of shooting that he brings. Like, you – it puts a non-court spacer out on the court and your superstar players just have less room to work. They're going to sag off of him. They're going to wall off the paint and it's going to make life harder for those other four guys, particularly if they like to attack the baskets. Why you couldn't play with Zion Williamson at all. It's interesting, right? Like his free agency is going to be super interesting this offseason because is there really a market for him? And I'm kind of with you. I think there's some fits right now, but if you're a contender, you don't want Russell Westbrook. And that makes me kind of sad to be perfectly honest, like for what he's been in his career, but is he just conducive to winning? And I think the answer, we're going to get an answer on that conclusively either way. And it feels like it's going to be no. Yeah. I I mean, somebody, somebody might, somebody might, but it depends on him. Honestly, it depends on him. What is he willing to be? Yeah. What kind of player is he willing to be? Are you willing to understand that? At this point in your life, the shooting has gone so far away that you're just, you cannot, you cannot be out there trying to shoot. You cannot get so caught up. And one of the things I saw with the Celtics in the Celtics game was he, he took a late corner three. He had just made a great play. And then immediately he took a corner three because he was feeling it. He was feeling in this moment. And in the entire time running down the floor after he obviously missed it was he was just yelling at himself. And he like, you you gotta you gotta get past this thing. You gotta get past the hero Russ. You can't be hero Russ anymore. You gotta be I'm uh an elite still rim attacker. I yep. still have good speed. I can still be disruptive on defense and get you stuff in transition. Half court, I have to do certain things and I have to do those things well because I can't shoot. Gotta have that that personal, that that self-awareness. I can't shoot. So I can't be 
the ball handler. I got to be the screener. I got to be this other guy. You got to just accept who you are. And if he does that, if he accepts who he is and doesn't think I'm prime Russ, I'm MVP Russ, I'm triple double Russ. If he accepts who he is in that moment, then everything I'm saying changes. My attitude completely changes and he becomes a guy over the next even two, three years that you can have on your team. It's just that I don't think he has the right attitude and I don't think he has the self-awareness necessary to maximize who he is at this point in his career. I mean, that's a big question. You nailed it, right? Like he's willing to come off the bench, but he's still going to be him. Can he change his game to adapt and fit and elongate his career from that? We'll probably get an answer in the next like year on that. And it's going to kind of like, it's not going to change his legacy ultimately, I don't think, but it's going to be interesting to see how like his career winds down. Yeah. Well, we'll see where it goes from there. Uh, You know what I'm, what I know for sure is something's up with Anthony Davis. What's going on with Anthony Davis, the leading Instagram, moping on the bench, not being aware of uh, LeBron breaking records? What's going on there? I don't know. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to grab a Built Bar, chew on that while we chew on that big Anthony Davis question. Built Bar, delicious, and no fat, not not all the fat that you're normally expecting in something like that. that's, that's that delicious. Uh, the calories, mm-mm, nope. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. That's a protein bar. And it's covered in chocolate. It tastes like a candy bar. And it comes in flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. What? Are you kidding me? I love these because when I'm trying to stick to my New Year's resolutions, trying to shed a few LBs, get into the gym, I know afterwards I can treat myself to a built Bar. One, it's a reward. Two, the 130 calories means I'm not blowing out all the cardio that I did and the 17 grams of sugar means I can go lift and I'm getting the protein I need to build the muscle. But it's also great if you're in a meal replacement, you want to just have something for breakfast, grab a built bar, a glass of water and a banana. You got a nice meal right there for you. You want something on the go? Are you traveling? Put a built bar in your bag, eat it in the car so it can get you through that next spot without you needing to get something that's bad for you. Check it out. You can go to built.com. You can use the promo code locked on 15. You get 15% off there. Get everything at built.com, built bar, built puff, built all those crazy things with crazy flavors. You can also go to Walmart in the pharmacy section, four bar boxes of cookies and cream or double chocolate and coconut puffs, or go to Sam's Club, 13 bar box of their hip flavors, brownie batter, churro. It's all right there. Grab it on the go. Grab it on the website. Whatever you're going to do, grab yourself a built bar. Celtics, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to do my own podcast. <laughs> no, Jake, I'm doing the NBA podcast, and we're talking about Anthony Davis, who, uh, first, we go back to LeBron. Yeah, let's touch on that. Like, let's touch on last week, because we discovered that after we did the segment about LeBron right. breaking the record, and we would have jumped all over this. Yeah, so LeBron breaks the record. And like it's it's starting to happen. Everybody in the arena is standing up. Everyone in the arena is aware. But Anthony Davis is just sitting down. He just plops on over, walks on over to his seat, sits down. LeBron breaks the record. And everybody's like cheering and clapping. And he's just sitting there. You're like, ah, oh, that's odd. And afterwards he said, oh, I didn't, I didn't know that was going to be the moment. Right? Man, really? It, 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 so... 
he said he was like so locked into the game and and all of that. There, look, I get athletes get like ton of vision when they're like out there on the court, and you sometimes don't realize what's going on around you. He wasn't playing in the game in that moment, and literally everyone is standing with their phones out. The team is standing. The, t- the rest of the team's on the court, right? Like they're yeah. not even in the bench area; they're on the floor. Right. Everyone knows what is going on. People around the world knew what was going on. The only person who claims he didn't know this was Anthony Davis. And I find that very hard to believe. Don't buy it. Don't buy it. In fact, in that game, he wasn't really playing while he was in the game either. No, he was terrible in that game. That was like almost a must win for them against the team they're competing with for the playing tournament. Go back to his exit. And look, I'm not the biggest Anthony Davis fan here now from (laughs) New Orleans, where in his final home game in the Smoothie King Center in New Orleans, he wore the That's All Folks t-shirt. And then when asked about it, because he was still on the team at the end of season media availability, he claims that someone else picks out his clothes and he just has to wear what's laid out as if you're not an adult that can like veto that and go grab something else out of your closet right like that was such an obvious lie then and he wanted to wear that shirt that it's like yeah i'm not going to believe you when you said you didn't know what was going on here because there's this track record of ridiculous statements and then okay so then the next game he's sitting next to lebron this is the lebron you know he gives a big speech and you know he's but he's but he's in the suit he's sitting down He's on the bench. He's sitting there talking to Anthony Davis. He's like, oh, I just want to tell you I love you, man. I love you, man. And like AD was just sitting there like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, okay. So I was like, okay, that's weird. And I, I know I know that LeBron knows he's mic'd up because he's he, he knows everything he says is coming out there. So he knows he's saying that stuff for a reason. And now we're getting to Anthony Davis deletes his Instagram. And so the, the, the question here, and we do this every Wednesday, we play real or fake. We present a scenario and we say, is this real or is it fake? So let's just look at this real or fake. Something's wrong with Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's real. It's real. It's absolutely real. It might be as simple as this isn't fun right now. Losing and being on a not good Lakers team isn't the most fun thing to be on right now in one of the more like kind of high pressure markets. It doesn't have to be like he wants to force a trade, but yeah, something is without a doubt wrong. And it might just be that he's, and this is understandable, and this isn't a shot at him, is having trouble handling all the losing and some of the vitriol that comes with that, right? We know the fan bases that we cover, and they can get upset when things aren't going your way. And that might be what's going on, that he just doesn't want to deal with people on Instagram like yelling at him, basically. And I understand all of that, but it definitely means that something is going on. Yeah, he's he's definitely... Something's not happening. Now he's he's not been playing well. Um, and you know, he's been hurt. Obviously, that, that's something you can always say. Uh, he's he's just not something's off. I think it's I think it's real. Something is something is definitely real about what's happening here. Now, is it connected to anything with the Russell Westbrook trade? Is it connected to how that that all went down? Is it connected to the moves that the Lakers have made to bring in some help? Um, I, I don't know what's going on there, but I, I feel like Anthony Davis, I don't know, man. He's, he's just been, I, it's weird to say this because they did win a championship, right? But, but and he was I, awesome. Yeah. 
But I feel like other than that, like he's his time, his entire the entirety of his time in LA, you feel like it's been disappointing at all? Like I feel like it's yeah. been I feel like I can classify it as disappointing. If I, I'll say this. If it wasn't for the bubble and the Lakers and the entire league getting three months off, that that might have gone differently because Very. history has told us those guys break down in the playoffs and they were breaking down before the bubble and they had time to recuperate and then they were great. And that, Hey, everybody had time to recuperate. So when everybody was starting from fresh legs, they were awesome. That's, that's fine. I'm not saying that they didn't, they had any sort of advantage or not advantage at that point, but also they did gain an advantage by getting time to recover when they wouldn't have had that under normal circumstances, would they have still won a title? I don't know. They might have. I, I can't say they would or wouldn't have. But you also have Anthony Davis, who who shot the ball incredibly well. The mid range jumper, the threes for him in that run were tremendous. When you don't have opponent fans maybe throwing you off, when you don't have that same kind of atmosphere, and he hasn't shot that well or even come close to it since that bubble run that they went on too. Yeah, and so his time, like I, I would have looked at the uh the acquisition of Anthony Davis as the transition from the late for the Lakers to say you are number one and LeBron is number two but it's just been LeBron as the number one guy I thought by now it would have flipped that Anthony Davis is the primary option the primary guy the biggest threat and LeBron would have been by now playing off of Anthony Davis and getting his points. Now, part of this is LeBron is just somehow still playing like still out of doing his, mind. his thing. But also he has to be. And I wonder if that's part like that's got to be breaking him down some because the, the he's carrying such a he's carrying much more of a workload than he should be. And I think, you know, he's got the foot issue now. He's got other injuries, nagging things. I I'm looking to Anthony Davis and saying, why aren't you why haven't you? You're 29. Why haven't you taken the the rank? You look at the talent that you have. Why haven't you taken over as the primary guy and lifted the Lakers to at least higher than they are right now, which is not in the playoffs? I mean, look, when they traded for him, their over and under was not you know, half a title, right? It wasn't to see that if they could get one or not, it was how many are they going to win with LeBron and Anthony right. Davis and what are they going to do with cap space they have and who might they sign on the buyout market and all of that. And look, they won the title. That's an important thing to really factor into this. But I think you're right in saying it's been a disappointment that he just kind of has not, especially the past couple of seasons, lived up to the billing. And I don't know what's caused that. I don't know kind of what's changed, but you can very clearly see like he, he's not enjoying this. And no. when you're not having fun and it's like this, right? When you need that break from social media, which look, take, that's not a shot at anybody. It means something's oh. going on there. And that means that locker room's probably not fun to be in right now. You know, they're the 13th seed, which isn't where they thought they would be. It makes it all rough and tougher. And you're in LA. That's like, they should, they should be better. And they're not, Oh man, look, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. 
Uh, it's it's certainly not what I'd want to be as a player. So yeah, it means something's going on. I wonder if it could lead to him being like, I want out. I just don't want to deal with this anymore. Or seeing kind of like what LeBron and- does with the future. And if LeBron goes, is AD being like, you know what? Get rid of me too. Those are the type of things you're kind of looking at potentially for LA. Well, that would be something. Can you imagine if he asked for a trade out of LA? <laughs> I don't. I don't think he will, but he's 29 years old. He's got two years left on his deal. Um, but the last year is a player option and that's 24, 25. That that's the first year of the, uh, new TV deal. Right. I feel like 24, 25. I think yes. that's the first year. Of the cap new spike. TV yep. So we could be looking at a cap spike. So next season could be Anthony Davis's either last season or he'll, I, I would expect him to, to, probably opt out even though it's 43 yeah. million dollars you opt out and you say yep yeah, i mean get me give me a bigger percentage of this cap so the the who knows what's gonna happen who knows what's gonna happen could be as simple as he needs like a mental health break and get me off the instagram get me off of this other stuff could be could be nothing but it's something considering the lakers considering the drama considering how anthony davis has been lately I feel like the past couple of weeks has just been, hmm, okay, seems like something's bugging this guy. So Yeah, I agree. Not great. Not great. Not great for the Lakers. In a season of not great for the Lakers. All right. Hopefully this podcast has been great for you because it's over. It's over. So thanks for listening to, to us on this Wednesday. As usual on Wednesdays, it's the two of us. I'm John Corrales, host of the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Find me. On Twitter, at John underscore Corrales, unless I deactivate. And, and I'm Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and the host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. <laughs> uh, thank you for subscribing. All the ratings, reviews, all of that stuff. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can subscribe to this podcast. Also, get us on YouTube. Hit the comments. Let us know what you think. Something up with Anthony Davis? Are we full of it? Let us know what you think. Communicate with each other. Have some fun in there. It's... Nick Angstead and Pat the Designer tomorrow, right here on the Lockdown NBA Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.